Welcome back to another episode of Who I Do. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And we have two two very special guests on the show with us today. Um, guest one, <laughs> whichever one of you wants to be guest one, uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Danielle, since it starts with a D, <laughs> alphabetically. Okay. Hi, everyone. My name is Danielle, but I go by Danny. Um, I'm from New York and I've been married for five months this month on the 20. 20- oh my God. It's, it's been five months. On the 21st, made it five months. Congratulations. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> this one skips me. I didn't realize. Oh. <laughs> All right. Guest number two, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Shamika. Um, people call me Mika. I'm from Virginia Beach originally, but I moved to Houston last year uh, to quit a four and a half year long distance relationship. Um, we got married this past August and yeah. Congratulations <laughs> to you as well. Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> um, all right. So I'm a little nosy. And so for the people listening to kind of get to know a, a little bit more about both of you, what do you do? Um, and so like Danielle, I, or Danny, I heard your accent. You gotta, you gotta give us origins. <laughs> like, where are you from? Mother's side, Jamaican, dad's side, Portuguese, but he was raised in Antigua, but he lives in London. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure somebody was listening and they're like, Hmm, I wonder where. So gotcha. All right. So what do y'all do for a living? Either one of you. I go, um, <laughs> So I currently work as a care manager at a health home agency, but I finished my master's last year. Um, I'm in my rotations to becoming a registered dietitian, where hopefully when I'm finished, I will work clinically and then move on to becoming a professor. Awesome. Very nice. All right. So, um, I went to school undergrad for communication and media studies. And then after that, I went to grad school for um, business administration and project management. I currently work as a content creator and social media manager for a nonprofit out of Austin, Texas called Measure. We provide data for black and um, brown led organizations. Um, One of our accomplishments this past few months is uh, helping defund the police in Austin, Texas. And um, we put out things called like the black paper and we have one that's coming out that's about maternal health and how mm-hmm. black women are basically not being treated right in the maternity world so check us out at we measure us on instagram awesome okay yeah we got some like really good guests on the show we do we do awesome all right so real quick and then we'll move on to this or that give us like a, maybe like a two sentence summary of your wedding day both of you because y'all both got married this year so we need this it was magical but it was also everything I didn't hope for in a weird way so I was never the backyard wedding girl I dreamed of a big wedding but I actually loved the moment and loved it for what it was oh perfect so I'm the opposite. Um, <laughs> I dreamed of a backyard wedding from the start. Then my dad said, heck no, my grass is going to get messed up because my dad loves his grass. 
<laughs> then COVID hit. Our numbers went from 235 down to 47. It was in Virginia. So people from Texas flew up. Um, and I had the ceremony in the front. Reception was in the back. And it was like the best time I ever had. Since we were long distance, both of our worlds like collided in one, which was like magical. Like, Aww. So we call it like an enchanted like backyard wedding because it was storming an hour before oh my gosh they yeah so it all worked out but i had the everything like it was what i dreamed of because i wanted a small backyard wedding at first and i got it thank you covid (laughs) 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 oh that's perfect yeah but i love the fact that you all were still able to you know have married this year yeah yeah i mean like that and then also like be around like your close-knit group of people you know because that's all that matters at the end of the day being with your family and getting married to the one that you love so i'm happy that you all were still able to do that so that is one real perk about COVID. like all the folks you really didn't want to be there (laughs) you can be like oh i'm sorry it's Mm because of the numbers safety precautions it's like (laughs) girl i didn't really want you there right basically Oh, goodness. All right. So now we are going to roll into a fun game of this or that. Actually, no. One more question. Backing it up. And then we're going to get into this or that. How did you meet your husband? (laughs) We met in church. And his version is that I came there looking for him, which was a lie. Um, (laughs) He wasn't even there for months. Like I started going there in August. And he appeared out of nowhere in October I still didn't notice him. He noticed me. And then he like approached me the following May. And then we like, yeah, it's been history since then. I love that story. And plus it's like he who find this a wife, not a wife who find this a husband. He found you. (laughs) (laughs) We met on Instagram. We were following each other in 2000, summer 2014. Then, um, January 13th, like that week, we're both Greek. So um, I posted something and then one of the Greek phages reposted it and he he commented on my picture and was like, did you know that Blase Blah posted this? And I was like, no. So I slid in his DMs and was like, I found out who posted it. I found out who sent it in. Then I said, hey, um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he said, hey, do you want to be added to uh, our quad group meet? Because we're both fours on our line. And I said, sure, here's my number. Because uh, on GroupMe, you can add somebody via phone number or email. And he never added me. Um, it took him like a week for him to finally add me because we were texting. And then he told me I was his girlfriend on Instagram. Like he posted a picture of me as I was watching Jeopardy. 24 days later, after our first hello, <laughs> um, he said, I'm going to claim you. I said, okay, I, you're going to tell your friends about me. That's great. No, it was a post that says simply my girlfriend. I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm someone's girlfriend. I've never met you. Then the following month, we flew and met physically um, in Baltimore. Like he had family there and I had family there. So we just use it as an excuse to see each other. And we spent a week together and now, you know, we're married. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like like before our wedding our layover to go to virginia was in baltimore so we like took pictures and had lunch at the airport with our dog we traveled with our dog um Aww. to the wedding so it was cute Aww. it was a good time 
Wait, Aww. okay, so I have another question. So how long were you, you all together prior to you actually getting engaged? I did. We were together for four and a half years before I moved to Houston. So um, before my vows, I counted back the trips. It was 32 trips between wow. the first time we flew and the last time he had a fly to come pick me up from Virginia. Gotcha. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's that's Yeah. That's why we have <laughs> But everything is like everything you keep saying, the common number like is four. Like cause you could divide yeah. thirty-two by four and get like oh. a full like a whole number. Yeah, our hashtag is smithing for like F O U R ever. And then Uh-oh. we always just say forever. We're supposed to get married. Well, I wanted to get married on four four twenty, but my daddy said no. He said it was too <laughs> soon. <laughs> and I said, okay, let's double it. Eight, eight, 20. And I sense. love it. Yeah, it makes sense. And how about you, Danny? Um, so I had to like check my notes because I'm not good with dates. <laughs> 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 down. So we met October 19th, 2017. Our first date was May 13th, 2018. And then we got married. Uh, we got engaged December 22nd, 2019. And married May 21st, 2020. Oh, so y'all got married, like, like literally, like, right in the middle of things. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A, quick, a quick one. I wish, I wish we did that. Very <laughs> <laughs> serious. I didn't know he was that serious. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you want to go to the courthouse on 4420? And he, he was like, your dad's going to kill you. I say you right. Let's not. <laughs> I feel you because that would be me too. I'd be so afraid of my daddy. So I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) I like how he had to like bring it back in. Um, All right, guys. So now we're going to play a quick game of this or that. This is a very simple game. Listeners, y'all know what it is. It's the thing that everyone does on Instagram, essentially. So we're going to play a quick four round game and I'm going to, give you two options you tell me which one you're gonna go with and why um so and then we'll start off danny you answer then shamika and then tania and then we circle back all right so to start a mermaid dress or an a-line dress i don't want to answer because i haven't had my wedding yet Ooh, okay i ain't got no booty so um i'm doing a-line <laughs> i don't have nothing for nothing to cusp Okay, <laughs> we're just gonna go straight down. I like the honesty though, because I've definitely seen like some flat back girls in mermaid gowns, and I'm like, baby, <laughs> my dress Why? is long ish. I ain't have no, I ain't got no booty. I'm half Filipino. We ain't got no butt. Okay, <laughs> and my daddy ain't blessed me, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, about you, Tania? I'm gonna do mermaid because. I mean, even though I don't have the bust for a mermaid, I mean, I've been working you out. You got shape. You got shape. Yeah. yeah. You know, but, you know, we don't have to, you know, really tailor it for the bust. I mean, that's what alterations are for. Like, mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. have to. You as long as you have. Girl. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Get you a little you cuppage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, um, I don't know which one. I guess I'll say mermaid. I don't know. It depends on like the wedding setting anyway yeah. yeah like i feel like the at home wedding 
is not the same as the everybody sees you wedding. So Girl, you I was not like... about to buy a new dress. Okay. <laughs> I, I had a to... dress, but right. I didn't use it. Um, it also Me neither. altered yet. So yeah. same. I paid $600 for this dress. So that was cheap. And I was not about to buy a new one. That's I feel real. You. I feel you. Yep. That's real. I, so my wedding is, we got married in October, or we got married two weeks ago, but we're going to have our like big thing next summer, hopefully. And, um, yeah, I was like, I'm not going to waste this dress on just, <laughs> just us at the house. No. Um, and because I've lost a lot of weight, I didn't want to like get it altered and then gain the weight possibly back next summer. And then I'm like, so yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So heavy on the candles or heavy on the flowers? I already know what Tania's going to say. Heavy on the both. Okay. Yeah. Love them both. <laughs> Love it. I like that. I don't know. Um, we didn't have candles at our wedding. So I'm just going to say flowers, but they can okay. be fake so we can save money. <laughs> and no one I would like know. That. Yeah. I was say that's up my alley, but. I'm gonna do heavy on the candles because I love me some candles. So heavy on candles. Gotcha. I kind of feel like Danny. Give me both. Give me both. Heavy candles, heavy flowers, good balance of the two. All right. So are we gonna have a honeymoon now or are we gonna have a honeymoon past COVID? So it's definitely past COVID. <laughs> it hasn't happened um yeah <laughs> same um yeah we're gonna do um a small getaway trip like we packed like we picked a random flight because southwest had a sale like we paid 49 dollars for a ticket and we're gonna go to a random city that we never went to which is nashville and we're gonna we're staying in a tiny house and we're gonna eat food but we're we want to go out of like we want to probably go somewhere for our six month slash six year anniversary in February, but that's like up in the air. Gotcha. Love that though. Nashville is nice. You're gonna have fun. Like I'm already playing. Like I'm a foodie. Like I blog, um, and I'm gonna do one of those like forty eight hours in Nashville blogs. Mm. And I'm just plotting on the food, like the barbecue. The yeah, yeah. That sounds real good. Yeah. It does sound good. Mm-hmm. All right, Tania. <laughs> um, I would have to postpone it. Yeah. yeah. Because Same. I want to fly international and I can't do that right now. So. Yeah. You want to go somewhere where they won't let us go right now? <laughs> yeah. So I would wait. We originally wanted to go to the Philippines so I could like visit family and then take him to like the private beaches. But they're not even letting us in, so yeah, that money's just sitting in the account. Okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last round: large bridal party or small bridal party? Large means like seven plus. I was debating between six or seven. No, let's say six because six can be a lot of folks. Six or more, or five or less. I'm on the cusp. Um, but I'm gonna say small. Like I wanted like two or three. I have, I think, five or six. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad. Um, I picked small. We had four. <laughs> um, but wedding day, it was three on my side and four on his side. 
It's not bad. That's a good size. And I'm going to say large just because in my mind, (laughs) in my mind, I have more than six. Well, yeah, I think I have eight or maybe, or maybe it was seven. I can't remember, but I'm going to say large, but I know it's more than six. Yeah. My mind wants small. My reality is large. If I could go back in time and not necessarily uninvite or unask, but like, hey, can you just be here and just sit? On maybe the front row, maybe the second. I don't know. Like that's where I'd be. But uh, right. anyway, yeah, kind of cute now. <laughs> We're past that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was fun. Um, we are now going to take a quick break for this ad, and then we're going to come back and get into the meat of the show. So I guess hold on. <laughs> and I would love for you to go to iTunes after you listen to this episode of course and let us know how much you love us or offer us some feedback we would really appreciate that and that would help us out a lot we wish you all much love and success now let's get back into this episode all right and we're back so this episode is unlike an episode we've done before because essentially we have these two lovely ladies with us to go through these scenarios that either you've been through or your friend has been through, or maybe no, nobody you know has been through, but somebody has. And we are going to discuss these wedding scenarios, how we personally personally feel, how we would handle them. And uh, yeah, so to kick it off, uh, Tania, take us okay. to number one. All right. So my fiance got upset because I said, I want to keep my maiden name. He wants me to take his last name, but my professional licenses are under my maiden name. What should I do? And I feel her on this one because I am also a, I'm a nurse practitioner. And so it's like, I already know it's going to be hell changing all of my licenses over and it's going to be extra money. So I feel her, but you know, we're not here to listen to me. What are your thoughts on it? So I feel this too, because I'm in the process of finishing up. I have three degrees in my maiden name and I feel like I should be able to keep my maiden name, but this caused great contention between me and my husband. And, um, he just didn't see it how I saw it. So personally, for peace in my marriage, I made an appointment at the DMV. I did not tell him I woke up early one morning. And I went and I changed my name. And when it came, I said, please to send me my money because my name is changed. Um, I'm okay with it. Ideally, I still would have loved to have hyphenated my name. But for peace in my marriage, I changed my name. Come on, compromise. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I probably, I'm on like the cusp of it. I, I changed my name. I'm waiting on my passport now. I don't have any licenses or anything, but both my degrees are in my name. I see both sides. The one side I see, you didn't sit with me in the classroom. You ain't take these tests. Um, yeah, you, thank you for bringing, order me food while I study. But I, I get it. I probably would have compromised too. If I had like, you know, if we had that discussion, because I already was changing my name. I went from, can I say, I went from one plantation to the other. I went from Harris to Smith. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I went from one common black name to another. I mean, it's nothing crazy. So right. I would have changed it too. I feel that. So that was one of my arguing points. My name Gore is not common. And now I'm Johnson. Yes. I, I was like, why don't you have a, 
a cool last name. Like I can't even make an email address because somebody has the, the same name. <laughs> you got to throw some numbers behind it or. <laughs> and that's why I, like on all my stuff now I put like my Instagram name is SLH. Like I'm not changing that. Like it's like I've had this since I was born, but it's been a brand because I've done content and I've done photography and artwork since high school. So it's always been SLH photography, SLH artwork. And my husband's on social media, so he don't care. But when I do my signatures, it's like Shamika L.H. Smith. So that's where I get the, I have a, like, there's an opening now because I put the two initials. Mm -hmm. But why couldn't you just, you know, Automatopia? That would have been a great last name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, I feel that. I'm in the process now where like, I'm still Ashley Whitby everywhere. Like my billing address is still going to my old address. Like I haven't changed anything, but I feel like there's so much hassle. And even in COVID it's like, it's like, this makes it even more of a thing to like, have to go through all these processes to get everything changed. But his last name is coffee. So I'm like, I'll take it. Cause it's not, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not like Johnson or like a very common last name or else I'd be like, uh, I'm going to just keep Whitby. Cause like how many Whitby's do you run into? Like none. Yeah. None so yeah, I just made a blog about changing your name during COVID. I released it last week and I'm going to read this. I'm going to, I'm going to have to send it to you. And it's Please like, do. like I started from before you even get married, like setting, setting your appointment at the DMV or wherever you call it because when i when we got married um i went to the dmv and she turned me away she's like you don't have an appointment i was like i didn't know and then the next appointment wasn't until november then i checked again it was january february Mm-mm. but then i kept checking and someone canceled so i popped on in on september 10th and i changed my name but that's why like i'm telling a lot of brides like brides to be now set that appointment because the way that the stuff is working like you have to plan in advance mm-hmm. i think it also depend might depend on where you live too mm-hmm. um, i got mine really quickly like i was at work the monday and i made the appointment for the next day yeah girl i'm in texas <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna There's- have to check yeah. i feel like in atlanta we'll probably be dealing with the same thing shamika's dealing with because yeah. i know like for us for the longest the the courts weren't even open so i couldn't mm-hmm. even go for the marriage license like I kept checking in like May and then June and then July and it just wasn't open. And then I looked, I think it was either the end of July or early August. And it was like, they had opened up again, but there was no notification, no nothing. Like I just happened to luck up and see it on the website. And then when we got there, there was a line, of course. So yeah. Note to this self. This is the process. This is the process. Yeah. New. New. All right. Mm-hmm. Note to self. All right. Next question. So I have six bridesmaids, but with COVID still going on, one of my bridesmaids already backed out. She already paid for her dress and wants me to pay her back since she no longer wants to participate. My wedding is in January and I told her I understand, but I don't think it's my responsibility to buy her dress since she knew what could possibly happen when she bought it in June. What should I do? So 
If I was canceling my wedding, I would want to pay them all back for their dress um, because that was my decision. But she's mm-hmm. pulling out and she's pulling out like she knew when she bought it that COVID was a thing. So it's all right. Sorry, it's on her. Like, I even for me, like, if we end up not doing our thing next year, uh, my intentions is to give them back their money for their dress. Um, I actually had a bridesmaid drop out a week before the wedding, and I'm glad she didn't ask me to pay anything back. Actually, she hasn't talked to me ever since. So, um, yeah. So uh, you have one less friend. It's not a friend, it's a family member. Um, but... <laughs> yeah so um yeah didn't even ask how was wedding or congratulations or when i sent the zoom link out to everybody via text message um here you attended no heart no like no nothing so at this point of life it is what it is okay so you have one less family member cool wait like right she dropped out because she said that her job was not going to let her travel due to covid um and i asked her how long did you know about this and she said i found out this morning meanwhile it's like 10 o'clock at night uh the week before my (laughs) wedding and then that was the last of the conversation and she couldn't okay so you can't physically show up that's one thing but you can click the zoom link and acknowledge the fact that you still got married that day. Like, yeah. So, um, nothing was said and I was waiting for something to be said. And I told her, I understand. It's okay. I'll send you your gifts. Her gifts are sitting here with her name on it. And if y'all know anyone, I'm not going to even say her name. Never mind. <laughs> I have a, an extra everything. So an extra robe, an extra thing, you know what I'm saying? So. Oh my gosh. And this is a cousin that like I considered close. So which it sucks. But at the same time, it's just like true colors. Right. And I'm not forced. I don't force relationships. I just don't. So if you're listening to this, hello. (laughs) (laughs) But that's real. If you show me who you are, then that's what it is. And there's no point in trying to force you to be who I wanted you to be. That's right. And I try to include her in, you know, one of the biggest times in my life. And it's just like. I can't even get a congrats or anything, but I'm not, I'm not going to reach out. I'm not going to beg. I'm just going to take my piece and go. And I think, you know, if she is listening to this, you know, yes, you may be embarrassed and, you know, you may be hurt the fact that you could not attend your cousin's wedding. But I think this would be the time to say, Hey, you know, I messed up because mm-hmm. y'all are still family, you know? I mean, I know that you can break ties with family members. I know that can happen. But the fact that you consider her, you know, close to you, you know, so I feel like she should, you know, be the person to say, hey, I'm so sorry. Um, What can I do to make this up to you? And but even if you do that at this late in the game, like things aren't just, oh, okay, we cool. We pick back up. Like you have done multiple wrongs at this point. So of course. Yes. You need like time to like yeah, I have get back. Yes. So. But forgiveness needs to <laughs> So I guess uh going back to what we were discussing, um I think that what is it? They say you break you buy basically. 
And so mm-hmm. I feel like this is like one of those cases, like you bought the dress and you bought the dress knowing that we were in this pandemic. And so like, you should have already known that once I purchased this dress, this dress is mine. And also the good thing about these dresses, you can always wear it again. So I don't think that the bride is the bride's responsibility to, you know, to pay her for this dress because I have two dresses and that I've only worn once, but guess what? They're going to stay in my closet and maybe five, hopefully I'm still the same size. Hopefully five years down the line, I'm going to wear it again. I'm going to smile in these pictures, just like I smiled in the first set of pictures. So yeah. So yeah, that's my take on that. I feel that now basically same. I mean, look, you know what it is, unless the bride tells you up front that she's paying the cost of stuff, then whatever you buy is on you. So that's that. All right. Tania, the next one. Um, okay. So one of my bridesmaids has a tattoo across her chest. I'm letting them pick their own dresses, but I don't want her tattoo to show. And I doubt she'll pick the one where it won't. Should I tell her to pick one that covers it up? Ooh, this is a hard one. Nah, if she's my bridesmaid, we can have that conversation. If I tell her, like, don't wear this and she doesn't want to wear it, she's out. Simple. Um, I have, like, busty girls and I was like, no boobs out. Like, it's not y'all show. And everyone's fine. We're good. <laughs> I agree. Um, yeah. Like, if we can't have this conversation of what you can and cannot wear, why are you on my line? Well, not my line. Why are you in my bar to party? Like, we supposed to be like this. I'm crossing my fingers, podcast listeners. Um, we're supposed to be like this. And so if we can have openness on this conversation, then why are you here? Basically. I mean, it's not about the bridesmaids. <laughs> They're really ornamental. <laughs> like, you're just supposed to stand and look pretty. And, like, turn up with me at the bachelorette. And I don't know. To tell me nice things at the bridal party. <laughs> it's like you have three tasks, three assignments as a bridesmaid. So we don't want to see rest in peace, your dad's name in my wedding photos. I'm sorry your dad passed away, but I didn't ask <laughs> for the, these tattoos to be all up in my oh wedding my photos. So I'm just saying. So basically, are you okay? So part two. So are you going to ask them to pay extra money to get them covered up? What do you mean extra money? Like you have a choice of like these six dresses and like two of them are like covered in this space. So like, I mean, now you have four to choose from, not six. Or we can go the makeup route where we David Tutera make (laughs) cover (laughs) your chest up with makeup. Like... I don't want these gaudy tattoos like in my freaking wedding photos. Unless you want to pay for the photographer and the videographer, the photoshopping, like yeah, it's either Uchi Wally or one mic. (laughs) Figure it out. Oh, I can't. I can't. Okay. All right. All right. Next one. So my cousins are telling me that they're bringing their kids to the wedding, though the invitation said adults only. We don't want to deal with children and want everyone to have a relaxing night off. How do I prevent them from entering with their babies? We are having a conversation before because ain't no kids at this party. 
I'm not doing it. Like I'm not right. paying for them. We're not paying for them. I don't want a kid in my picture running around. I don't want to trip over no one's kid. I don't want sales. None of it. The website says it. The invitation says it. If you bring a kid without me knowing, I'm just going to think that you're illiterate at this point because it's a kid. We said, sorry, as much as we love kids, we wouldn't care. We're a dream. No, only kid that was the only kids that are allowed at the wedding are the kids that are in the wedding party. The bride, like the ring bearer and flower girl. Um, We started off with uh, two ring bears and one flower girl, then COVID happened and we only had one ring bear. So it wasn't bad. And I mean, a little dancing machine. But anybody else that want to bring a little nae nae? No. No. I, yeah. Don't <laughs> forget that, like, look, that's a whole nother guest that, like, we have to pay for if they attend. Like, granted, there's a kitty meal version of whatever the food is, but that's still something I gotta pay for. Yeah. You're not gonna pay for it. Even if kids are free, if I said no kids, it means no No kids. kids. Like, do we have to have bouncers at the freaking, like, wedding to make sure that you won't sneak your child in? (laughs) And that's your responsibility. The second you have kids, you should know that, like, look, your kid can't come to everything. Like, (laughs) exactly. Exactly. What did Michael Jordan say? But I do agree that if it says it on the invitation, you should respect that couple. And if you go against that, then that means that you could care less about. And that's rude. Yeah. And that's rude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my fiance proposed to me, but honestly, I hate the ring. I told him that I like round solitaires, but he ended up getting me a square halo. I also wanted a 1.5 carat ring. My ring is just one carat. So it looks small on my finger. I love him. But I really want to love my ring. What should I do to not hurt his feelings, but get the ring that I want? So I do believe in loving your ring. I love my ring. Don't want an upgrade. Don't want nothing changed. This is my ring for life. But I have to love it. If I ask for round, it means I want it round, not square, not princess, not nothing else but round. So the carrot thing, sis. Rings is expensive. The carrots is expensive. So she's going to have to deal with that. Unless she wants to come up with the rest of the money for the upgrade. I don't know. But the style of the ring, um, I'm definitely letting him know, like, from jump. I mean, we had conversations before. We actually went to the jewelry store before he even proposed, like, looked at rings. And this was my dream ring. And we narrowed it down that day to, like, two rings. And it was literally this or this. But it was like a smaller setting versus a bigger setting. And so I left that decision up to him because of price point, like whatever he wanted to do. It was the same style. I didn't care if it was a smaller one, the bigger one. He chose the bigger one, but that was on him. Um, So, yeah, like if he proposed with a ring I didn't like, I'm going to say yes, smile, kiss him. But then we're going back to the jewelry store. (laughs) Yeah, um, I don't know um girl feel just get your head ass on like just take it you can upgrade in 10 years five years next year i know plenty of people that upgrade their rings um love don't cost a thing okay um the ring is a symbolism of love 
And it's what, you know, it's to show their love, but it's not really to show the love. It's just a symbol of it. And if the complaining of the carrots, girl, go ahead and go out your own ring. At this point, if you complain in and you're not grateful for what your man has done for you or woman has done for you, you don't need to be with that person because you're ungrateful. You know how many other people want that ring? Right. You know how many people want what you right. got, girl? You better shut up and sit down. Buckle your seatbelt because by the time. This is true. This is true. And I like the fact that you said that you could always upgrade. There's mm-hmm. been, you know, a couple women that I know, you know, personally, whose husbands upgraded. Like, they were in med school. So, you know, like in med school, like you broke. And then he was going through um, like his residency. And in residency, like you really don't make that much. And so when he got that job that he wanted and he was making that money, he went ahead and upgraded her. So like in those cases, like you have to, you know, really outweigh, you know, do I want to get married or do I really want to ring? Right. You like know? for the ring or the marriage. Yeah, like, exactly. Right. Exactly. And then also you got to meet your partner exactly where they are. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying that you should just accept any ring. Like, you know, you can't go to like the little gumball machine and like be like here, you know, like, <laughs> of course, you know, but if he says that I can only afford this ring. And baby, like, we don't want to be in in debt. So. Right. There are a lot of folks that like, okay, don't let Instagram fool you. These rings are not that cheap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, and depending on what he does and what his savings is. Yeah. Like you, I remember talking to somebody years ago who I don't know if they listen to the show or not. So whatever but I remember talking to somebody years ago and she told me she wanted at least a $20,000 ring she did not get a $20,000 ring right and I'm like if he could afford that cool by all means but when she was saying that before she had even gotten to the guy that even proposed to her so you have this fictional guy in mind that will be able to just easily drop 20000 on you for a ring. Ha, ha, ha. That's not how life worked out. The guy she probably ended up with got her maybe a $8,000 ring or maybe a 10000 Maybe it was five. I don't know. I'm not a... I don't assess or, you know, I don't... Mm. I don't know the pricing of her ring or whatever. But look, like, there's one thing of, like, what someone can afford and then there's another thing of like you just don't know my style so i understand like okay you wanted two carrots he got you one carrot but it's the same style of ring you wanted all right well just work it out he'll upgrade the center stone at some point but if it's something where it's like he got you a cluster ring and you are like staunchly opposed to cluster rings then you know that's a whole different conversation like y'all y'all you need to have these conversations up front but you also need to be very realistic and honest about the cost of things because um these instagram rings are um not cheap or actually some of these rings aren't actually diamonds and diamonds yeah like some of these are not diamonds like i've seen so many morganite rings that are like becoming popular like one of my really really good friends has a beautiful morganite solitaire morganite is like a gorgeous stone you don't have to have a diamond you can have anything else 
and they're better for the earth right so look Look, my husband said um, after the engagement, he said there are no upgrades after this ring. I dropped it now. You ain't, I ain't picking nothing up later. You like <laughs> to thank you. <laughs> this is your ring for life. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's like that. that. Yeah. That's that. All right. Next question. This one is lengthy. All right. So I eloped with my husband in July because I was tired of wedding planning and COVID. We hadn't told anyone yet, not even our parents, but Thanksgiving coming up, we know our parents are going to ask us when are we going to get married and what we plan on doing. Backstory, we got engaged in February after dating for five years and decided to not start wedding planning until a month later. Well, the shutdown happened and so we figured nobody was going to bring it up. So by the end of May, we decided out it was going to go on longer. So we just went up the road to a beach about three hours away, got married and didn't tell anyone because we knew they'd be upset that they weren't there. And now I don't even want to plan a second wedding because why spend the money when we're already married? So how do I bring this up without hurting anyone's feelings if it comes up? I feel her because I also don't want to spend the money anymore. (laughs) Right. But can't get it back. But um, I think it's a really big deal for your family. Like, yeah, it's your wedding day. But I also think like some families, like they dream of that day too. Like I'm an only child. So my mom, like this is her day too. And like for what it's worth, I love that. So um, I think definitely still plan something like a celebration. It doesn't have to be a wedding. It doesn't have to be the whole thing. Just plan like a party or whatever you want to call it. So all your family can come and because they really just want to celebrate with you. Um, so you could do something like that. Yeah, I agree with that. And hopefully like, um the parents aren't upset people have to remember the main reason of a wedding is so you and your person can be one and it doesn't matter who's there it just has to be under god or whoever you you know want it to be under but it's just you know at the end of the day it's just being with that person and you can celebrate later like it's you know i i really don't know how to answer that question because if I'm married without my daddy, my dad gonna beat me. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> I <You> think what? <laughs> I think, of course, they should be open about it. And I mean, I feel like if their families are close to them, they'll understand. But I do feel like they should plan a second wedding or have the family plan something you know so it's not like oh well I'm spending all my money have the family plan something um whether it be in the backyard or at the house but I do feel like they should be upfront about it and just say hey this is something that we really wanted to do together we apologize that we didn't make you all aware or invite you all but you know but this is the case and it's already done so let's figure out a plan, you know, to appease everyone else. Maybe appease is a bad word for that, but you know what no, I mean? I mean, look, I, I, I feel you a hundred percent. Like if y'all want it so much, let's come up the costs. <laughs> let's, uh, let's plan this together. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like a big to do, like rent a, a little hall somewhere or a community center at a park or something. That's probably even cheaper. Um, get 
so-and-so to do some catering, um, call it a day. You can make it, you know, a brunch theme thing. You can make it like a, just a night thing at, during or, or hell, like make it a birthday celebration slash reception or something like you can find multiple ways to try to make this happen. Um, but you can also, you can go that route and then keep the fact that you and your husband actually got married when you got married to yourselves. And that could just be something y'all always have to each other. You don't have to tell anybody that y'all actually got married. Cause who's to know, like, right. What do they need the marriage license for? I yeah. know people that actually done that. Like they had their wedding their They got married like one year and then they had their wedding the following year on that same day and then they announced surprise we've been married for a year so at first mm-hmm. i'm sure i wanted to tell people that we were getting married because i really was not with the idea but also like when it happened um i wanted to tell everyone so <laughs> <laughs> and it's like if people are really happy for you they're gonna be happy for you yeah um that, and that if and if like the big part of it all was like you're dealing with COVID and wedding planning, so it's like two stressful events at once, I highly doubt people will be like that upset that you took this route because you can always play the safety card, even if you don't even really care about the safety part. Like you can just say that and hope for the best. If people are upset, look, getting married is the time to cut people out of your life if they don't need to be there so i mean as um for guest list purposes um when i was like planning the wedding and how to cut people down someone told me that you want people at your wedding that are going to pray for you Mm. and everybody that you had on the that we had on the guest list they just wanted to be there just to be there and Mm. they're not really the type people that be like you know they're just they just want to be there like so the people that we did have at the final like thing, I know for a fact that like these people are going to be in our lives like forever. Cause I did have some people that were on the guest list. That I had to pull out cause of drama and we don't talk no more. And that was before mm. COVID. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Even more so now. Yeah. I think like the more and more that we talk to different people and, and different brides, I feel like my list will also go down as well be- because of that point that you made you know, like having people there that are actually going to pray for you and not talk about you behind your back, you know, or want something bad for you. Yeah. It's like, I think of like people that I considered friends, even just within the last five years that I don't even speak to anymore. It's like, do I wish them well in their lives? I don't think about them really. So, um, but if they were still going through the motions of like from July 13, 2019, cause that's when we got engaged to now and everything that happened through this time frame, what they have been celebrating all the things like, Oh, I got a, we booked the venue. Oh, we did this. Would they have been excited for me or for, you know, like Ed and I, like they would have been like, Oh, you got an open bar. That right. Don't matter. That don't matter, girl. No, don't matter. And like I told um, my husband, I said, if this person will not buy me a four for four at Wendy's, they do not deserve a plate at the wedding. Hello. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If they don't buy you a burger or some chicken nuggets or a box of pizza, they don't, you know, why would I pay for your meal? Right. Your $150, $200 meal. Next question, (laughs) Tanisha. All right. (laughs) 
Um, so my venue is not allowing anyone to get married until next year. Our wedding was supposed to be in early December. Everything we booked was booked through the venue, which is why we chose it. Now I'm less than two months out and I need a venue, caterer, planner, and basically everything but photos. What should we do? When I'm say the first question that I have for that one is, um, did you pay a deposit for the venue? If you paid a deposit for the venue, see if you can get that money return. If not, girl, just go to the courthouse and celebrate later. Just, just go. And I know somebody got a camera that they can take pictures of. You don't have to. Okay, so for our catering, we use the restaurant that catered. It's a mom and pop store, but their Chicago deep dish pizza is not. We had pizza. I love pizza. I don't know if you guys seen my Instagram, but your girl has a pizza tattoo, a blog post that dope pizza. Yeah. So we had um, a pizza bar. Uh, we had deep dish. We had Chicago style. We had, you know, different Chicago foods, but it's just like, what is your main goal of this wedding? Is it to show out or is it to marry the love of your life? Because you're two months out. You knew that your venue wasn't going to allow it and you're waiting till to last minute. So I feel you on that one. Also, just because we've been talking to a lot of planners, I feel that find your planner and, you know, even though it's going to be stressful on the planner, but the planner can work it out. You know, like, like if he or she knows how to plan, they have like a Rolodex of people that they can call on, you know? So I feel that, you know, if you have the money, which I'm thinking you should, you know, hopefully, but you know, if not, then I mean, girl, like watch TLC and try to figure out a way to plan your own, your own wedding. I mean, go on Pinterest, go on Instagram. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're going to be stressed out, but you can do this. I'm pretty sure you've planned your own birthday party. So At you can our original this. wedding venue wasn't our house. It was on base and mm-hmm. we didn't put a deposit down and because you don't have to, um, but they contacted me two weeks before the wedding because they didn't contact. They've been closed since COVID. So they opened back up in July and they mm-hmm. contacted me saying, Hey, we can't do your wedding. I said, girl, it is fine. We already moved on. <laughs> Thank you for your business that we didn't give you money for. <laughs> but I yeah. had to stress out and I had to, people had to do background checks to get onto base. So I had to stress out over a hundred some people for two months on background checks, which kind of made me mad because it's like, I wasted my time, but we moved on. So yeah, y'all call me two weeks. Nah, mm-mm. but thank you. Thank you for the call. Right. <laughs> and honestly, kind of like what Shamika was saying, if you are having this conversation with yourself two months out, two months is really when sh- you should be sending the invitations out. So you likely knew at least, I don't know, what, three months before that, that this wedding wasn't about to happen um, in the way you thought at this venue. I'm sure there are plenty more like all-inclusive venues. But um, yeah, if you have a planner, go find one. I mean, you know, talk to her, figure it out. If you don't, maybe get a coordinator real quick and make that her priority. Coordinators are usually cheaper than planners. So, but you might have to do some partial planning costs because this seems like you're starting all the way over. Check your contracts. See if you could get your money back. Some of these contracts are not letting the girls get their money back. So 
I don't know. Uh, we'll pray for you. <laughs> Basically. Hopefully it works out. I mean, shoot. Have Why does it have to be December? Like, if you haven't sent invitations out, then, you know, you can hit everybody with a change the date card and push it out to next year. I mean, it's December, like, unless there's something really significant about it. Like, you know, like, it's too close to the holidays anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you trying to get married for at the time? So, <laughs> all right, we got four more left. All right, so I've asked my fiance to pick a date, and he said I could pick it, so I did. But every time I ask him anything about wedding planning, he gets upset with me. We stopped planning for like four months, and I started back up again, but then he told me to stop. So I don't know what to do. How do I plan a wedding with someone who doesn't want me to do so? <laughs> oh, girl. That's a red flag. He doesn't want to get married to you. <laughs> I mean, stop. I'm confused. Like, there has to be an issue because, like, what what are we stopping for if we're supposed to do this? So right. I, there's, there's a bigger problem that needs to be resolved or dissolved, whatever. I don't mm-hmm. know. <laughs> Give him the ring back and keep it moving. I'm not giving it back. You got another family, yeah. child. I don't care. <laughs> You gonna tell me that you proposed to me now you keep telling me to stop the wedding planning. Like granted, I know some guys aren't like they aren't in the process like of wanting to wedding plan or they don't care because you know, but to tell me to stop my guy, like what's the baby's name? Where's right. she living? Who is she? <laughs> who is who is she? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um that is a sign. Like he probably proposed as a band-aid because they're probably like had been going through stuff back and forth, back and forth. And he was just like, let me just propose to shut her up. So they were probably dating for like 11 years or some like ridiculous amount of time. And she's probably like approaching 40. And <laughs> now it's like, yeah, uh, I'm engaged, but I can't even plan my own wedding. Yeah, no, let it go. I mean, that's a lot of time lost. Um, hopefully you weren't trying to like have children and he stopped you from that or something, but cut your losses. And then, you know, maybe the next guy is the right guy, but also do some self-reflection. Yeah. Um, go back and listen to Ashley's, um, episode. I can't remember which episode that was, but what Ashley? You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley yeah. Johnson. But yeah, um, <laughs> I must say, I will go back and try to figure out. But no, it's but like go back episode twenty eight or something. I don't know. I made yeah, up but but her situation uh, sounds very similar to this, and that relationship dissolved itself. Thank God. But yeah, that's truly a red flag. Mm-hmm. He don't want to be with you. Uh, whatever. Go back to May. I'm not going to try to figure out what number it is. But yeah. All right. Um, next question to you. Our wedding coordinator hasn't responded to any of my emails or phone calls, and we are eight weeks away from the wedding. We signed a contract, but I can't afford to sue her right now. Should I continue to reach out or figure out how to plan it myself? I'm going to be at her office, her house, every, every location. We're putting, we're calling the cops because someone is missing and we need to find her. Like what? Right. Hello. Yes. Um, I would like to file a missing person report. <laughs> mm, she's not in my trunk yet, but she will be. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pull up. Mm-hmm. Basically. <laughs> you know, 
like when I read this, I was like, well, maybe, you know, because we are in a pandemic and people are sick, you know, um, maybe she could be in the hospital. I mean, I would pray that she's not, but (laughs) there's a possibility. Yeah, that too. But yeah, there's a possibility that she is either no longer with us or she is in the bed sick. I don't know, but that would be like my first thing to ask or to let her be active on social media. She's probably (laughs) out here bopping around. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, now she's in Mexico. She's in Mexico, right? In Tulum with everybody else. But that's the optimistic part of me, you know. But if she's active on social media, then yeah, y'all need to just go ahead and pull up, like you and your girls. She's probably like one of these like homegirl um, coordinators that someone found or, you know, someone's friend knows someone that does wedding planning. And so she probably reached out to her, was like, okay, she probably sent her a little PDF that she signed, not DocuSign, but just had to print out sign, scan it back in (laughs) and send it over. And um, because honestly, y'all should have been communicating prior to that. And so for you to be kind of eight weeks out, like, girl, if you can't afford to, I don't trust it. She is probably alive. I don't I don't think she is sick in a hospital on a ventilator. Tania, I think you're being really nice. Um, She is probably just (laughs) out here living her best life, getting brunch and bopping around. Um, like a little thought, <laughs> not caring about your wedding in eight weeks. Maybe she just figured, you know, she pops up like two, three weeks out and um, takes it from there. But uh, if you signed a contract, I don't know, you might need to see if you could get a pro bono civil suit from a lawyer or something. I don't know how that yeah. goes. But um, yeah, at this point, you probably just have to plan it yourself. Sad to Thank say. You. All right. So two more questions. All right. My photographer completely forgot to show up the day of our engagement shoot. Like she emailed us the day before confirming the details and just did not show. She apologized us two days later and said she'd give us another engagement shoot to make up for this one. So we'd end up with price two for the price of one. But now I'm concerned she won't show up on our wedding day. She said she missed it because she forgot her sister's baby shower was the same day. Help. That sounds like a lie. (laughs) So it is a little sketchy, but she's compensating. At least we can find this one. Like she's here. She's compensating. I just need to be reassured somehow that this won't happen on the wedding day. So maybe we do the engagement. Like, I don't know. I just need some type of reassurement though to like stick with her because that's nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna need for the photographer to pay for my beauty bill on the second engagement because if I got ready and you ain't show up and I got I paid this money to get my nails done and my makeup done and my hair done and you ain't pop up, I'm gonna need to send you a bill for what I just did. Cause that's disrespectful. Like getting ready for anything, makeup, hair, nails, that costs money. And that'll be my reassurance right there. Yeah. Um I completely forgot about the whole like <laughs> You got to, like, you show up looking away. Like, he, all, all he has to do is get his hair cut, if anything, and put on an outfit. Make sure he ironed. Like, that's it. <laughs> like, we have at least, like, 
four hours sometimes of preparation at the very minimum just to get ready for an engagement shoot. Like I remember when I took my photos, I had to take that whole day off of work just to prep for the engagement shoot. So how dare you not even, you confirmed the details with me the day before. How did you forget in less than 24 hours that your sister's bridal shower, I mean, baby shower was the day before, like... Was this her first kid? <laughs> like, did you get the times like lapsed or something? Like one started at one time, you thought you'd be able to make it, but you were kikiing around. Like, I, I would have to also see, like, do you have a second shooter or something? That would maybe make me a little bit more um like cool with rolling with this photographer. Cause if you don't show up, at least somebody else does. Hopefully somebody else shows up. But So my videographer, um, like uh, when I planned the wedding, he told me that, um, hey, I'm going to the Philippines to visit my grandparents. It's her 80th birthday. I But I already booked and paid, right? He said, but I have someone else that will be able to shoot and they're coming in for you to come. And I trust him. Then COVID happened. He didn't go to the Philippines. So he ended up coming anyway. But it's mm -hmm. very professional for if you need a backup to have that connect. Like, true. As, as, a, as a creative, you should have a creative circle. I have a creative circle. Like, I hired my friends basically to be my vendors for the wedding. And they did an amazing job because I know their work. I just don't hire anybody. But he ended up finding um, somebody to take over. They bought their flight to come to Virginia to do the wedding. But hey, you hear that vendors have backup people. Basically. Cause it's your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I my, vid my videographer. Um, so we were supposed to, you know, do the whole big to do in October or like two weeks ago or whatever, but of course COVID. So, but like earlier in the year, there was some band coming into town i can't remember but anyway so like my videographer lives in nashville and he or somewhere in tennessee and we're in georgia and he's white and so his brother got him tickets to go to somebody's concert one of the old white bands that like white people love and um they were gonna like he was like do you mind if i have someone come in like someone else film your rehearsal dinner. Cause we were going to have him film our rehearsal dinner the night before. And then the wedding that Saturday. And so he was just like, I can get someone that I trust to come in the Friday before for your rehearsal dinner. If you're cool with that. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Cause it's just like, we just want our toasts captured. We don't really need a big cinematic whoop de doo for that. But then, you know, COVID happened and we didn't have a rehearsal dinner. So, um, yeah, like Shamika said, you should, and maybe that's a question you ask folks, like when you're looking for a photographer or any of these vendors, like if something happens to you, who is your backup? Like, is it someone on your team or do you have a circle of folks? Like, because if your photographer just completely forgets, like you are still having this event, you are not putting this event on pause because of them. So, you know, anyway. I digress. All I right, agree. Tina. I agree. All right. Take us question. home. Yes. So my future sister-in-law does not like me. I do not know what I did. And I finally got my fiance to notice how she acts whenever we are all around. I don't want to invite her to the wedding, but that's his sister. What should I do? Ooh, still invite her. <laughs> I mean, 
respectfully, we're going to invite her, but it's his responsibility to have a conversation with her. Um, he's going to sit her down, like, be like, yo, we don't rock like that. So if you got beef, hash it out. Um, but she don't have to like me. So she just got to respect me. Like, I don't really care. Like, I'm not with it. Like, you don't have to love me. He loves me. That's it. But I'm going to respect you. And so you're going to respect me as well. I did my little Khalees because I'm a boss. Uh, yeah, because you don't have to like me. Okay, sorry. But yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm going to say that. I agree. I mean, I mean, yeah. to be honest, like, I feel like y'all going to have to just talk that out. Like You could do it after the wedding, though. Yeah, like after the wedding, yeah. But I do feel like she should be present because if you disinvite her to the wedding, that's only going to add more fuel to the fire. So I really, yeah, yeah. Still invite her to the wedding, but y'all are gonna have a family discussion. And she doesn't need to be in your bridal party. So yeah, very true. Very true. Very true. Like she's not gonna be in the bridal party. Mm -mm. (laughs) No way. Yeah, she can sit with the rest of the guests and you know smile for the camera. But basically, because you're not going anywhere. So basically, boop. Right. (laughs) And that's that on that. All right. Well, that was fun. I feel like we could have kept going, but, you know, time and whatnot. So we're going to move into unsolicited advice real quick, which is what I do every week. I give some advice uh, to usually as brides, sometimes as vendors, sometimes as grooms. It, It all depends. This week, the advice is for vendors. Vendors that are taking on these home elopements, these smaller weddings, these intimate weddings, you need to treat those couples the exact same way you're treating the couples that are having their 100, 150 plus weddings, because both are still deciding to get married this year. Um, Both are deciding in some capacity to include their family or friends, whether it's virtually or in person. So no matter how many guests are there, no matter, no matter how much, you know, of the to do you see, whether it's your standard wedding or one of these micro weddings, you need to treat your couples the exact same way because we are the ones that write your reviews and recommend you to our friends. And we are the ones that either talk you up or talk you down. But yeah, so I just personally feel like if you are going to, if you're a vendor and you're still taking on smaller weddings or bigger weddings, you just need to treat everyone the same because those that are having the smaller weddings are making very painful decisions to have to go that route. And they want to be treated the same way as someone who is because the money I paid you or the money that any person, you know, any bride or couple is paying you is the same, whether I'm having a small scale event or a bigger event, because the amount of work you have to put in is the same, whether you're at, you know, at somebody's house for six hours versus being at a venue for six or eight hours. Like that part hasn't really changed. So that's my advice for this week. Tania, take it home. So we are going to move into the wedding vendor love. And Danny, I'm going to have you go first. Who would you like to shout out this week? 
I'm shouting out our photographer, Joel Finnegan. Um, he took our pictures for our backyard wedding. And I mean, obviously we booked him first for our big wedding, but no, like even last minute, like we called him like, hey, we need you. Like, and thank God he was available. The pictures were beautiful. We got a, hey, here's one for Instagram on the day of, <laughs> like, even though we didn't use it immediately. But no, he he communicates well. He's flexible. Like we did our engagement shoot with him. We did everything with him. Solid guy. Very nice. Shamika, how about you? Okay, I'm going to do two because, um, yeah. So the first one is the photographers. So they're my friends. Um, they've taken my pictures for my graduation shoots. And I had them take our wedding pictures, black owns. Um, my friend and her wife, they both showed up. They were on time. They even gave us um, photos to post to and the edits. Like it's magazine worthy. Like I don't understand what what they do, but they do it. And then also my videographer, they showed up. He actually flew in from LA to come shoot because he's from my area in Virginia, but he used it as a vacation. And then he had our stuff by our uh, deadline that we wanted to post for our one month. So he had everything. Yeah, I just believe in hiring within your circle if possible. Um, as a creative, I believe that putting people, putting money into your friend's pockets before extending your hand to someone else is very, very important. So, and I have like a whole list, but they all, all, <laughs> everybody that I've hired, they're in my, um, or donated to our wedding. They're in all my wedding captions. So it's like, they don't go in on this. And I actually had some people get hired from just me putting them in my caption. So give credit where credit is due people. Nice. I hope y'all hear this. Cause put money, come on, come on. Yeah. That's, that's real nice. So that's how it should be though. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're creative. Um, that's one thing I do regret. I sort of call myself a creative, but I don't really feel like I have a creative network sadly, but, um, I would have wanted to like support well, no, I take that back. I know some, but I don't really trust their work like that. So, um, <laughs> Because everyone's at, like, different stages in their creative life. And, uh, but, yeah, I am definitely here also for, like, putting people on. Um, we've done that with uh, Shanae, Desserts by Dion. Yeah. Um, we do that all the time with her. That's yes. nice. But anyway. All right. So, my um, vendor I'm shouting out is Studio C Florals. Uh, she is a floral arrangement and event-focused um, company based in uh temecula so orange county um uh pull up she is on ig studio c the letter c florals um and i mean very beautiful work look when you are looking for a floral designer you need somebody that has range that can do the type of flowers that you want the type of arrangements you want um but can show that they know how to do your weddings and somebody else's weddings and like has a variety of style. Like not everything on their Instagram feed looks the exact same. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and yeah, gorgeous work. Studio C florals. That's all for me. What about all you, Tania? Right. So this week, um, I think I, I shouted out uh, a winery or like a wine brand a couple weeks ago. And so yeah. 
Yeah. So I have another black owned wine company that I want to shout out. Uh, they are based out of Houston, but everything is vented and bottled in, in California. Um, of course. And so they're named Pure Noir. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. Again, they're based out of Houston. Look them up on Instagram or on, on their website. Um, their Instagram name is P-U-R-N-O-I-R-E. And of course, if you look them up, you can find their website. But definitely look them up. If you, I'm pretty sure you're going to have wine at your wedding. So please support because they are, you know, I feel like now we're seeing more black owned like alcohol and beverage companies and so i feel like we should definitely support them as well so yeah look them up what's their instagram again pure p-u-r-n-o-i-r-e it's a small company and it looks like they you know are you know like just starting up but you know. she don't see them oh i see it but i was like what they're based out of houston there you go okay that's what's up so oh i just can't spell <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple friends that are following them. So. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, yes. Okay. Black owned. I'm here for black owned brands, mm-hmm. black owned spirits. Yes. Might yeah. as well. Might Support as well. from top to bottom. Yeah. Now we just need more venues. Yeah, that's true. But anyway. All right, ladies, it was very nice chatting with you guys tonight. Where can the lovely listeners find you, follow you, support you, know more about everything that y'all are up to? So uh, you can follow me on Instagram or just look on my page, whatever. It's Danny Grams, like D-A-N-I-G-H-R-A-M-S. I'm usually on stories. I don't post much, but I talk all the time in stories. And then I recently started a new page like for future dietetic interns or dietetic students who just want more information on how to become a registered dietitian. Cause I feel like I didn't know anything, um, especially being black. They're not, there's no representation. So I'm here um, on that girl RD. So literally that girl RD. And I want to like say congratulations. Cause you're right. Not that many black RDs out there at all. Um, like as an NP, like I'm always referring out, you know? And so, yeah, there's no one that really looks like us out there. So kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram underscore S L H from there. You can see my, I will, I, I post almost every day cause I have to stay like in with the content um stuff i also just started up a blog this month it's called the slice of shamika basically getting a little piece of me and with the name coast code playing with pizza um i posted today actually it's based uh my blog today is how to prepare uh your home for a dog um and then last week it was changing your name um during covid and I post food reviews on there too. So when I go on trips and stuff, I'll end up doing like 48 hours and blah or restaurants and blah. I got to do one for Houston at some point in time, like what to do. Cause everybody come here. Hey, we come in town. Um, can you tell me where to go? I got to do one. I'm going to just drop this link. You follow this and you'll have a good time. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to definitely look out for that post. Cause I definitely want to make a trip to Houston you know, post COVID, but yeah. 
Definitely mm-hmm. want to make a trip out there. You went there last year, right? Or did I make Mm-mm. that up? Just no. kidding. You went no. somewhere in Texas. Yeah, I went to San Antonio. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't guess that one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just kidding. Not the same no, but place. Yeah, but I had fun out there. I didn't really see a lot of us out, you know, out there. But so, yeah, I definitely want to experience Houston and, you know, because that's where, you know, we are. So. I know they got good <laughs> pizza, too. Am I making that up? Um, It's okay. It's not Chicago. Uh, it ain't <laughs> Chicago. See, with Chicago pizza, I like cavern style pizzas. So I for this month, it's National Pizza Month. So every Friday this month, I've posted a, ref- a frozen pizza Friday. So I mm. talk about the frozen pizzas that you can get from the store. And this one I'm talking this week, I'm talking about my favorite Chicago style pizza that's found in your freezer aisle, which is home run in pizza. So, um, yeah, it's my last one. I didn't know there was five Fridays or I would have done something <laughs> else. This taping is a lot. It's my last one. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Tania, where can people find you? Uh, for so, us. Yeah. You know. So they can find us at huidu.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Hugh I Do Wed. Um, you can also find us on LinkedIn and yeah, you can find Ashley at Demi Tosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Bell Sari on and that's on Instagram and Twitter as well. Yeah. Tania is only active during verses. So you'll see her November 19th when <laughs> T.I. and Jesus. Yes, yes. That's on but Twitter. But I'm more active on IG. On Twitter. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm never at. I mean, I keep saying that I'm gonna get better, but you know, that never happens. You won't. It's okay. I mean, you know, I'm. It's all right. <laughs> We're not gonna do this. But again, ladies, thank you so much for coming on. We would love to have y'all back to talk more about weddings because this was really fun um And y'all were both blessed. really fun. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I yes. was so afraid that like reaching out to people that we were going to end up with like one person that was just like very, very like, why am I here? But I'm doing it anyway. And so everything is going to be very short and very blah and very matter of fact. And it's like, nah, <laughs> we looked up. <laughs> Y'all All you fun. have to do is just let us know. I know Danielle will be back. <laughs> we'll, be <laughs> we'll be a tag team. We got the curly hair, um, the curly hair instances. We here for you. Yeah, yes. I, I was like, I like I usually have my hair down as well, so I'm like, oh, like maybe I should. You could have been you know, a part I'm of the- these little. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna take these little twists out. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Anyways. All right. Well, thank you again, ladies, and y'all have a great night. All okay. Right. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Right, bye.